0: Welcome to Talk Theory, it's your host, Kiara Barnes, where I talk all things life, what makes us human, and what makes us superhuman. Sit back, relax, and join me for a chat. Hello, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talk Theory so glad to be with y'all again. Um, so it's for real, folks. Tonight we are airing at 9 p.m. This is PST time, Pacific Standard at 9 p.m. So um if you want to figure out when I think for your time best, we're we're airing after 911 on Fox. Okay, so if you want to check go and see what time 911 is airing in your area and we're right after um so yeah they are our new lead-in which is really great because that is a great show shout out to Angela bassett okay a queen um all right and then of course next day you know we we are on hulu so um tune in tonight but if you can't tune in the next day on Hulu it's gonna be a good one Alrighty, without further ado, let's get into today's chat or topic, if you will. I, um, I was listening to an interesting topic of conversation recently um, and it really just got me thinking and it was the idea of how do we really know who we are? You know, will there always be this layer of imposter syndrome, or is this something that gets worked out and/or ironed out through time and consistency on whatever desired path of yours, right? Or do we only identify with the old versions of ourselves because they've been with us for so long? And so we've just kind of grown accustomed to that. And to me, this is kind of like growing up in a bilingual home. You know, say if your home, in your home, you have Spanish speaking along with English speaking. So it's dual, right? Well, there's a pretty likely chance that you will grow up learning both of these languages as a child. And as most of us know, children are super, super malleable to new information you know there's a bunch of science to this but this ain't this ain't a science class okay so what I'm trying to say is you just grow up comfortable knowing both languages you don't really think too much of it it, it, it is what it is because that's just what you've been surrounded by versus the person who only grew up with English in the household and it's not till maybe like middle school high school do they actually learn about Spanish or any other language because now it's part of the school's curriculum or requirement but of course because they're older and this is their first go at this it's a little more challenging so this Basically, it was a long-winded analogy of how the repetition of things can become our identity, purely out of comfortability. So the moment you start or stop identifying with something, it feels super uncomfortable and, and you want to reach to an old learned behavior just to feel safe. And in this conversation that inspired today's episode, um, this woman was talking about how she has all this money now, right? And she has this beautiful home, but she just doesn't feel like it's really hers. Even though it absolutely is because, you know, it, it, she earned it. But she said she grew up without a lot of money. So when she actually gained access to it in her adult years... She had attached a really heavy feeling of shame to it. For example, she had some friends over for, you know, a little dinner night kind of thing. And they kept asking her for a house tour. And she didn't want to do it. She was trying to avoid it. And finally got to the point where they were like, okay, what's going on? Like, why can't we see the house? So she's showing them around and she said she forgot her closet door was a little jarred open and she had a designer bag that was out and she said she was just mortified because she felt like everyone was judging her for this bag. And what are they going to think of her for having money? I just thought this was the most interesting thing because she was so attached to her personality and who she was deemed to be based on her past life. Almost as if it, it made her more palatable to be struggling so that she felt some sense of relate, relatability to those around her. And, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this, but staying on theme... She did mention that her old reality strangely felt more comfortable with chaos. You know, because that's just what she knew best to work through. Oof, deep breath. <laughs> I got to breathe through that. Ooh. <sighs> okay. Let's break this down because I've had some f- f- similar feelings to this. And just an overall understanding, you know, we get brought up however we get brought up, but it's individual and specific to everyone. And then as you grow older, you meet new people, have new connections, explore, et cetera, et cetera, which fundamentally changes the way you view the world, AKA view yourself because you are also of the world. Now, here's just one thing I will say. Feeling bad for having things, money, success, is ultimately a waste of time. You know, because if you think about it, others' assessment of who you are as a person based off of the things you have accumulated, one, that alone is ridiculous, but they're just people. And, you know, not to sound harsh, but people have a lot of thoughts. I'm a person with a lot of thoughts. Who cares? (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of opinions that I have on things that people do not care about, (laughs) you know, and same vice versa. So if you're taking care of yourself, not inflicting harm, and doing well, you're good to go. In, In my books, you're good to go. I kind of I actually feel the same way when it comes to the topic of nepotism or the coin frame lately has been like nepo babies or nepotism babies. If you don't know what a nepotism baby is, all it is is someone coming from a successful lineage, right? Like Jaden Smith is a nepo baby because his father is Will Smith. Basically growing up in an economically favorable condition. Now, here's my thing with this. I genuinely don't have a problem with it. I don't. The only time it gets to be a little... is when someone who is from, you know, a lineage with... with favorable economic conditions denies that, you know, and denies that it's been beneficial or claims that it didn't take part in where they are today, because yes, it did, right? Like we're, we're, we're an economic world. We, we, we do run with certain checks and balances of things and money is just part of it. And, again, by the standard of success or having just, like, the slightest upper hand, right, that, that does help you. And I don't think one needs to go, you know, necessarily on a press run about it, press tour about it. But if asked, it's nothing to shame from or, or even lie about. I was watching uh, something, actually. Matthew McConaughey was doing an interview with Oprah. And he mentioned this and he said he tells his kids, hey, you know, if anyone ever gives you a hard time at school, teases you for having a big home or says, oh, you know, I bet your daddy bought you that and that, that, that. He said, you say, yes, he did. And he worked really hard to have it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Essentially saying, don't be ashamed because that's just how you live that, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And honestly, this is a deeper conversation about how money makes folks uncomfortable. Some folks. The whole eat the rich agenda. Nah, I don't subscribe to that. Seriously. And, And listen, this is why. To me, there's crappy people everywhere, right? There's crappy people with money and crappy people without money. But money in itself is really an undefined item. You know, we give it meaning. So if you see money through the lens of negativity, you know, of course you're going to have that same outlook and reception of it. But if you look at money through the lens of love, you're going to get that energy. For me, money has brought me a lot of beautiful choices in my life. I've been able to gather family in places. I've been able to experience new activities, you know, lifelong memories, all because of money. And I used to have a very different outlook of it, very much on the other side. But, you know, I noticed when I felt nicer towards money and showed it love rather than, you know, hated on it baby, it started coming in more frequently, okay, and much easier than before. So circling back to the whole identity and identities. Every once in a while, imposter syndrome will creep in and convince me for just a moment that I'm not the person I'm presenting to be. And for a bit of time, I believed the old story of me and felt like that woman, just not all the way settled in this new place that I'm in. I'm referring to the woman that with the with the house and the whatever. But you know how I found to cut all that off? I just asked myself, have I been making decisions through my heart? really simple. And the answer is yes. You know, and I'm absolutely 100% okay with the person that I am. So, you know, to me, so what? So what if you change your hair? So what? You change the car you drive, the house you have, the, you change your style. You So what? If it makes you genuinely happy and it feels good, and you enjoy walking into this home. You enjoy putting on these new clothes. You enjoy this new hair. So what? You're, you you know, that's okay. You're doing it from a place of love because it feels like you. And for me, I'm going off what feels the best and what makes me happy. Because that's what feels like me. I'm, I'm making decisions through the heart. And to me, oh well, if someone feels a type of way about it. There are plenty of people out there that don't care. And those are the people that I want to, you know, continue to come into alignment with in the sense of, you know, these people are interested in getting to actually know you, the you that is full of joy and peace because they followed their heart. You followed your heart. So, you know, all in all, to get to a point of comfortability with yourself, you need to be okay with the fact that you are servicing yourself first. And there is nothing wrong with that. Do what you love. Do what makes you happy because no one can live your life for you. No one. So if you spend your entire life living someone else's life, That is going to suck when you get to the end. You're going to be like, dang, bro, like, I didn't spend enough time here to see the world through my own eyes, to experience human life as me, and that is a shame, you know? I just think that human existence and the opportunity to be a part of time, space, and reality where you're on a planet and you can sense sense things speak with people connect with other energy it's it's a really a wild thing and it's incredibly powerful if you actually use it correctly so here is the theory of the week walking the path of your highest timeline will bring a life worth living. We're on this planet to learn and to grow. So be yourself so you can actually enjoy, actually participate, you know? I mean, you might as well, right? My think about it, like, I don't know, like visually I go somewhere, when you're a kid and you're on the playground, And it's like right before summer, right? In elementary school or middle school, it's right before summer. It's like day or two out. And so they're doing a lot more field games outside or, you know, you're just having a lot more fun. And it's like, you're, you're kind of shy, like, oh, should I, should I join in the fun or should I just watch and just kind of, you know, do that? And it's like, join, why not? It's almost summer, baby. Like, heck yeah. Get in there, play some kickball, you know, do some, I don't know. You know, have fun, get on the swings. And that's just where I visually go every time. It's like, there's nothing wrong with enjoying your life and doing it the best way that feels authentic to you. Woo. Okay. That felt good. All right. All right, folks. That's it for today. Remember tonight, Fantasy Island is on at 9 o'clock PST after 911 on Fox. Next day on Hulu. All right. So I shall see you all there tonight and I'll see you again next week. Okay. Love you. Bye.